0: Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. And this is a special Q&A episode. My producer, Helena Santos. Hi, Helena. Hi, Sam. I do these once a month, taking Q&As from you guys directly uh, from our Instagram or messages you've sent me. And today we have two questions from two Instagram followers. So let's get into it. Um, our first question is when is the best time to stop doing co-stars?
1: Hmm. Hmm. And for Canadians listening co-stars here would be considered quote unquote actor roles, different terminology. Interesting. Um, I think I, this is a little bit of a complicated question to me because, so okay, because, well, first of all, it's something that you and your reps should discuss. Like, I don't think that it's something that you can just like be like, I'm not going to do them because a number of different reasons. There are co-star roles that may seem like they're just whatever throwaway co-star roles that can actually turn into recurring roles that can actually then turn into series or regular roles. You know, like I had, I did an audition for The Flash where it was supposed to be a one episode co-star that turned into a principal that was like a recurring and if you know at any point if I had said no to a part of that process then it wouldn't have become the opportunity that it was so it's tough because some people think well if it's a you know cop number one there's no no like it's just like one line whatever and and say you've done I don't know 10 co-stars before I would if it was me and my representation I would want to look at who the team is what the show is if it's the, if it's the pilot of the show, cause you never know that character could suddenly be in every single episode and you could have an entire character arc. You could have a name, you could have, you know, all of those things. So I think it really depends on the project and what the role is. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sam? I think, I think you're exactly on target.
0: I feel like <clears throat> the adage of like, I'm done with co-stars forever is not, really a thing anymore, or if it is, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you have to have advanced to a certain level. Maybe if you have, uh, some very good series, regular or recurring credits, maybe then you're no longer doing co-stars or accepting that work. Um, it would start, like you said, with a conversation with reps, uh, very much making sure you're on the same page. And I would be curious when you feel like you're not in that ballpark anymore. Why is that? Do you, is it because, you had some really big credits and they seem to be stacking a little bit or is it because you just think that you're past it because I don't think it has anything to do with age and I don't think it has a it only really has to do with like experience and credits yeah we also
1: have to say that this that the skill to do a co-star role is different than skill that's needed to do a larger part. It's, it's a very specific thing. And it doesn't mean that you are any less talented because you're doing a Mm -hmm. co-star and you're getting your feet wet. That's, it's not at all necessarily what that means. Oh no, Um, I couldn't agree
0: more. I think that booking co-stars is the hardest, not, I shouldn't say the hardest, but it's hard because you are, you are just you just have to be it. You just have to walk yeah. in the room as what the role is. And with with pages, with seven pages of dialogue for a guest star or a series regular, you have so much room to play and develop a character. Whereas co-stars are this weird line to where you need to show up informed, but not put too much on it, but like give a good read, but stick to the script, but like add some sparkle. Like, I think
1: it's harder. Yeah. Live in the Um, world of the show that it already exists. It's, It's difficult. It really, it is. And it's not a skill that, um, you are necessarily even taught in scene study classes in in LA or anything, like you yeah. have to like seek out those classes that will teach specifically how to do a co-star audition. Yeah, um, it's kind of like going to a commercial class. You can you learn how to do specific things because co-stars you need to have the beginning, the middle, and the end. You know, you it's it's a it's a craft in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and I think so. too,
0: it, it depends on your your monetary income on whatever else you're getting. Right. So if you're booking bigger roles, like, and I, I think if you, if you are doing guest stars to me, you should still be doing co-stars. Um, your agent might have negotiating power to make sure your co-stars have a name. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're not just barista number two, you know, maybe you're Helen, the barista, like that kind Mm -hmm. of a thing, uh, which can lend itself to, if people like names on their IMDb credits, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh,
1: so, so that could be helpful. Um, I also but I, feel at a certain point that it's only actors who actually care about that. I heard a casting no one person cares. being like, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares at <laughs> all. I don't think, I think <laughs> it's, it's exactly like IMDb ranking. Nobody actually cares. You're the not only caring unless it? you're like, um,
0: it was the, the, uh, Uh, Jason, the agent from Atlanta who had on the last podcast season, he said, nobody checks your IMDb but you. He's, right. like, he's like, yeah, sure, we'll get well, on it to like look for stuff. Like casting directors want to know yeah. you have an IMDb and they'll look at it. But he's like, nobody checks your
1: IMDb like you check your IMDb. Like no one. Or other actors much. check other actors IMDb. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? I That's mean, so I, I actually really do like watching something and then going like when I watched Plan B, I went down a hole of all the people on it because I was like, this movie's amazing. I loved it. Who was this person? Who was that person? What did they do before? And this is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, um. But really. Yeah. Well, whole other topic, but yeah. So basically, I mean, unless, unless you're a a series regular, I mean, this is, you're not listening to this podcast anyways. (laughs) Hey, maybe they are. (laughs) Maybe maybe they are.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. I feel like we answered that pretty well. Um, I hope you get to book a ton of co-stars. I mean, look, I just booked one and I made almost triple my day rate because of Mm -hmm. testing and fittings. And I had a bomb time. So Okay, so then our next question would be I really like this question. How do I tell people I'm an actor without being awkward and without having to justify my career? So I'm going to kick it off here because this is something I used to struggle with a lot when people say, What do you do? Especially when you're like at work serving them or, you know, uh, at your nannying job or something. And when you say the words, I'm an actor. People's instinct is to ask what you've been in. And I think we take that negatively to be like, they want us to justify our career, which I used to think that all the time, but I really think it's a nice conversation starter for them because they want to be happy for you. People Mm want to hear that other people are successful. They're not asking you because they want to test you or because they want you to validate it. And I think when you jump to the conclusion that when people ask you, oh, great, what have you worked on? Or what have you been in? I think- we are the only person who makes it combative and it's not that thing. Uh, and so I would literally practice saying I am an actor because you need to take up that space and you need to own that word as your own. Because if you let somebody else dictate for you when you're allowed to say you're an actor, you're never gonna feel like you're worthy. I think if you are an actor, if you are in the business in some capacity, if you were doing community theater, if you were whatever you are doing that you think qualifies you as an actor, whether you haven't been on set in five years, whether you've never booked anything, if you are working towards a goal, say, I am an actor. And then when they ask you, so what have you been in? You can say, I really prefer to do theater. I love commercials. I like, you don't have to list your resume for them. You can just tell them Mm. where your interests lie. And when they ask the next inevitable question, which is, so how's it going? just say it's great.
1: Mm -hmm. Because I love that it will
0: be. And you don't, obviously, if this is not someone you want to spend some time talking to, it's a great way to wrap it up and move on to the next topic. You don't need to, you just don't need to justify yourself to everyone. And you're the only person who thinks that it's that conversation. You can just tell them it's going great because if you are working on something, like you're in a class your, you wrote a script, you worked on your own piece, you were updating your reel, whatever you're doing. That means you are a working actor. So you are, first of all, so lucky to be being able to do this job. And second of all, you're living your goddamn dream and it might not look like you think it looks, and you might not think someone else will think it looks good, but it's going great. So I think Mm -hmm. that's my answer. And I think more than anything, taking up space to say I am an actor will change the way you stand on your own in this business. I know so many people who didn't say it for years and I always got shy about it. Um, But I think you really you really got to own it. You really got to find a way to own it. I think practice saying I am an actor.
1: Yeah, big claps, big claps, Sam. (laughs) That sounds, I love it. Um, Also, I want to add that a lot of times, like for myself and for people I know, there was a really long period of time, still kind of now where if you were doing anything other than just acting, you know like if that wasn't your sole focus and your sole income, then that mean that that was like you're not actually an actor, which is just such bullshit. and makes me sad because we are multifaceted, powerful, creative human beings. And the more different interests and different skills that we have, it just makes us a better actor. And the more life we live makes us a better actor. And I feel like an actor is always going to be an actor. Even if someone decides to leave the industry, quote unquote, they move away and they go and do something else with their life. It doesn't mean they're not an actor. It's the same thing as like, I was I was a singer all through school. I got a scholarship to go and study jazz voice. You know, I did it for one year, got bored, decided I didn't want to study that. Does that mean that I'm not a singer anymore? Well, no. And a lot of people at the time were like, why are you quitting? That just seems..." I'm like, I'm not quitting. I'm I'm still, I can still sing. I can do that whenever the heck I want in any capacity that I want. And that's just part of what I do. So for anyone who wants to claim that they're an actor, you're a mother an actor, you know? Yeah, and you're what, a motherfucking actor. Well, yeah, and that's why I love that during the SAG Awards, you know, the I am an actor thing that they always do at the beginning of the SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. It's just really empowering because we all have different journeys and we all have different things that we do. And, you know, I think that as actors, we also need to be proud and own the other parts of who we are. Um, and if all you do is act, then, I mean amen. Good for you. Amazing. Love it. But if you have three other side jobs, if you have a whole bunch of other loves, that's also part of who you are. And I think we just need to celebrate all of it. And we need to celebrate what makes each of us a unique and really cool individual, because that's the person that I want to work with, right? Like those are the people that casting directors want in the room. They want these people with full lives and, and who enjoy what they're doing. And I truly, Um,
0: I truly do not know of anyone who is a working actor that comes to mind for me in the terms of like just the word actor who pops into my brain, who only has one stream of income and it's acting. Everyone has a side business or a company or a charity or something. So just because right now yours might be making coffee at Starbucks doesn't mean it's any less important than Jessica Alba's Honest Company. It's just where you're at right now.
1: Yeah, and also that job at Starbucks, could be the thing that feeds your acting career. I, uh, way back in the day, a number of years ago, I used to do um, write for backstage and I did an article about how great it is for actors to be in the service industry and hospitality and to be, you know, cause I worked as a waiter in different capacities for two decades. Um, and when I was writing that article it was about working in a fine dining establishment. And I met so many people who, shifted and changed my career and helped my career along and helped me become a producer because I had relationships with these people and I learned from them and I collaborated and I never would have met or known these people unless I had worked in that industry. So you never know what it is that's going to help along in all of your creative endeavors, no matter what it is. So we, we just need to celebrate one another. So it's like, you know, Sam, you're a podcast producing. That's freaking amazing. You are teaching classes. That's freaking amazing. You are an actor who auditions, who goes to staff, who does all these things. That's freaking amazing. You are all of those things. You are an actor. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Oh, all right. I feel like we beat that one into the ground, but I just love that question so much. I think, mm-hmm. thank you so much for asking it because that was, that was I could go on and on. I love holding our own spaces without permission from someone else. Um, Helena, this was a lovely Q&A. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank um, you,
0: Sam. Thanks guys, for all the
1: gonna, questions. Yeah,
0: thank you guys for all your questions. If I didn't get to them, trust me, I saved them. They'll come up on Instagram or in a post or something at sometime soon. And uh, and with that, I believe we will talk to you as soon. We have some special announcements coming up um helena ha- published a book which we didn't even talk about on a bonus episode do you oh, want yeah. to talk about your
1: book that came out real quick uh i mean no what let's talk about it next time. let's talk about it next time oh i mean because we have no a whole show- <laughs> you so
0: you made a book you published oh. a poetry book people need I to did. know
1: they need to go okay. get it don't yes, be shy about okay. well it. I mean, I'm not shy about it. I just feel like, oh, okay. all right. Um, okay, well, real quick, it's called A Long Dark Summer. And it's basically a pseudo memoir. And the narrator takes you through a journey from 1993 until 2021, based loosely on my experience uh, as a biracial woman in the entertainment industry. And uh, it's, I like to say it's part dreamscape, part punch in the stomach, because it's got a lot of like ennui and melancholy and angst, but it also has a lot of nice biting humor in it. And uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon and all the places. And uh, I don't know, go to my Instagram, check it out. But it's uh, a a labor of love that I'm really, really proud of. So yeah, if you like poetry and stuff, check it out. Hell yeah.
0: I got my copy. (laughs) Um, And then we'll have some more announcements coming up um, with Helena and Book Club soon. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the email list, which is if you're follow One Broke Actress on Instagram, you can just go to my bio and click subscribe and uh make sure you get those updates because we have some cool stuff coming up um i am launching a new podcast series on one broke actress it will be on the same channel it's going to be called the new normal it is going to be the new world that we are living in as actors and creatives and it's not just about acting it's about uh health and mental health and 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 the world we live in and social media and all these things um so that will be coming out uh very soon. So make
1: sure you Wait, guys are. but Don't you also have some fancy other course that you're doing soon?
0: Yes. Oh my God. There's so much going on. So I, right, the working yeah. actor workshop wraps up in the end of June, which by the way, if you guys are still on the fence, you should message me about it because this last week of June, the 26th that it airs, that it uh, will, that I will teach it. It's going to be the last time it's going to be at that price point and at that level. Next time, it's going to be amped up quite a bit with some guest speakers and longer days. I'm really excited um, already to get my hands in there and play with it again. Uh, but and then in July I'm coming out with a podcasting course with my business consultant friend Ashley Pollard uh, all about teaching people to podcast because we think that there's a lot of people who have podcast courses and they're thousands of dollars and that's just unrealistically expensive for anyone who wants to start a small chill podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so we're gonna make it much more attainable for everyone so.
1: That's coming too. (laughs) I love that. And you know what? Let's put a pin on this um, for next time because we should talk about how um, creating your own work. You know, we sort of touched on this before, but it's not just about creating your own acting work. It's about other things too. So let's. I'm putting that as a star. Oh my god! Yes. Month with. I could talk about that for ages. Yeah, I mean, because my book falls into that. Other things fall into that. Podcasting falls into. There's so many things that fall into that. So, all you people out there listening, we will we will dive into that next time.
0: So, make sure you're subscribed. Please rate and review the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Helena Santos and at Winbrook Actress. And uh, we will talk to you guys very soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, real quick before you go, I just wanted to touch base with you about the Working Actor Workshop. I have culminated about a year and a half worth of coachings at online schools and coaching private clients, talking to people on the podcasts, my own life experiences, along with many of the actors I know. And I have created the Working Actor Workshop to combine all of the struggles and questions and fears of the beginnings of our career and hopefully squash as many of them as possible. I want to answer all of the questions about finances and side jobs. How do you find your branding? When do you look for reps? How do you even get your foot in the door? Should you be networking? What even is networking? I want to help you guys all navigate this landscape. These workshops are going on almost every Saturday in June, and they're almost half sold out at this point. So I highly recommend you guys check them out. Onebrokeactress.com slash workshops is where all the information lives. You can always email me onebrokeactress at gmail.com if you're not sure if this workshop is right for you. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's for a certain time in your career, and I am super happy to guide you in as much of a way as I possibly can. Also, if you know someone that this is right for, maybe it's not. for you but your sister is graduating college with a theater degree or your cousin is getting excited to move to los angeles i want to meet them please send them my way thank you guys so much for listening and you know i will talk to you very soon